Night fans, Mark Daniels here. Welcome to another edition of the Around the Kingdom podcast. Mark Daniels, thanking all of you for joining us. And uh, we get a chance to uh, chat today with the UCF quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, who joins us uh, from Hawaii, where it's morning. Did we get you up? How long have you been up? I, I've been up since 7, so I, I've been good. Shoot, I've been up for an hour and a half, so I'm all awake. <laughs> um, up since 7. So what's a typical day for you like now? I mean, obviously, it's, it's just odd for all of us, but, I mean, what's your typical day like? So I try to have some structure, but, um, you know, we have, we have meetings on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then Tuesday, Thursdays, I'll meet with Coach Joey as well. And that'll be around uh, 8 my time on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then 9 uh, my time again on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So um, that's I've been having a little earlier day than the others, but it's all good because, you know, I'm, I'm back six hours. So Yeah. I mean, you're the one that makes these meetings a little bit later for them. I mean, they can't go 8 yeah. in the morning, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's that? like these meetings i mean obviously i mean you know you go through a little bit of the off season we start spring practice but you've got you know you got new coaches that have kind of joined you i mean you know joey you know obviously to help on the quarterback side but um alex golish comes in i mean what's that been like to get to know those guys a little bit now you're kind of working via you know uh, video meetings how's that going um, everything's been going well. I mean, I, I've been really close with Joey, even when he was coaching with the receivers. Um, Coach Golish really didn't skip a beat when he came in. So, you know, from that standpoint, everyone was good. But um, it's, it's been different video meetings. But at the same time, you know, um, we, we've been able to get done what we need to get done. And um, it's, like I said, better than almost nothing. So um, we try to do what we can within you know, the 40 minutes of the, the Zoom and then, you know, that that consistent Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, um, really helps us. So, What do you do to work out? I mean, obviously, we're kind of limited to some things and we're all practicing social distancing. So, so how, are, uh, how do you get to work out? So uh, my my dad, you know, he, he ended up investing in a gym when I was in high school in, in our garage. Um, we got a school rack you know got treadmill a bench set and then a bunch of weights to go with so uh, I've been training in there after our meetings and then you know obviously I'll be working out with my brothers and then um, when it comes to throwing I'll be either throwing on the street or when the park's open I I, I go to the park when 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 all this got shut down mm -hmm. I mean what do you remember and, and obviously you're back home in Hawaii yeah. And stuff. But, um, you know, you guys are right there in spring practice. And, and, and I know that, you know, you set some goals to accomplish through spring and for the upcoming year. Yeah. So what do you remember when things got shut down and then heading home? Um, I, I remember really getting in the flow of things and I was feeling really confident what, where we were in terms of those four practices. And I was excited for that for that spring break so that when we come back, we're all ready to go. But unfortunately, we didn't get to go back to it. You know, we had a meeting on a on a Monday in the morning saying how, you know, we'll be able to stay and, um, you know, we'll, we'll have the care from the um, trainers. And then within a couple hours, I get a text that, you know, Dench will be closed and almost, out, you know, we can't work out anymore. We can't be in, in the facility. So I'll, within those couple hours, I, I text my mom and dad and, you know, they're booking my flight. And then literally hours after that, I wake up at two in the morning to catch my flight 
at five in the morning. So it was how it all played out was weird and it was really quick, but you know, I had to do what I had to do. So, um, a little bit it, it, growing up, what, what, what was a young Dylan Gabriel into? I mean, before you focused on football, did you play a lot of sports and, and surf and things like that? What, what, what are some things that you did as a kid growing up? Man, sports was, was everything, whether it's, you know, baseball in the front yard. I mean, we, we broke a couple windows playing wiffle ball, but we taped the wiffle ball so that obviously had some power. Okay, can, now wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Are you honest? Like, <laughs> if you broke a window, because, I mean, I'm a little bit older, but I'm experiencing breaking yes. windows. There's a level where you're kind of proud that you're the guy that broke it, but you never want to admit it. So are you the type oh. of guy that, yeah? Our, our, so basically, our, our three neighbors that surround our house, we broke uh, a mirror a, uh, of a car, we uh, a car mirror, and then we broke a, a front window, and then we broke a, a window on the front door. So we, we did our damage with that as well as football. We broke a couple mailboxes. So it, it's been a outdoors was our thing, but we, we, we did our damage within that. So <laughs> what, uh, what position do you play in baseball? Um, I was shoot, man. I played first base and pitcher, but I just, I loved football. So I just, I, I stuck with that. So you remember your first football game in pads? I do. I do. It was, I was playing for the, this Pearl City Chargers at the time. Man, it was my first game, so I was super excited. Had a great game. My dad to this day says it was my best game, but you know, I'll <laughs> <you> differ. <laughs> you remember your first touchdown? I do. I remember it. That was, I think it was like a, a 15 yard run. But when you're a kid, that, that feels like double the size. But, you know, it was, it was a great time at that time. What's the first uh, – uh, when you met McKenzie, what, mm-hmm. what, uh, um, what was – how was that connection? I know that you left one school to go to another school. He's there. Yeah. Two is still playing high school football. But what was it about and what do you remember when you first met him? Um, we were really we we kind of just clicked off the jump. I mean, we're we're both kind of jokesters, you know. Love love the game, but we never took anything too serious. Had a lot of fun with it, and like I admire that um, from his side. So whenever we got out there, it was a bunch of fun. You know, like like I said, one second we could be locked in, the next second we could, you know, really just have some fun with it. So from that standpoint, I I really um, you know just really enjoyed playing with him or, you know, being in, in the football field, you know, with him. So is there something about the, 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 the group of Hawaii quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota and McKenzie and Tua mm-hmm. and others that have come in and, and you, do you take pride in, 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 you know, having people put your name in that group and what does that mean to you? Of course I do. I think uh, ever since I was young, I, you know, we always looked up to names like, you know, Manti Teo, um, DeForest Buckner, Marcus, you know, and I felt like, you know, to be able to be a part of that group, which is, you know, Kenzie, Tua, Jordan Tom, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I want to represent it as well as I can, you know, knowing that there's younger kids and I was one of those younger kids. So anytime I can represent it as best as I can, I want to. Um, I love Hawaii. It's where I grew up. It's what really made me. So um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, represented with pride and as best as I can.
somebody may come along and break some of the records, but it, it's okay to admit. You feel kind of good that you, you kind of broke the records of most of those guys, right? You can admit that. It's okay, right? Yeah, I mean, it it meant a lot more than anything just because, you know, looking at the the level they were playing at and then to be able to know that, you know, I'm up there with them or, you know what I mean, I can compete as well. It's It just feels good because I know that, you know, those guys are great and, you know, in order to be great, you got you to gotta play as, as good as them, so... What um, would you take from the 2019 season? I mean, there's so many uh, moments and everything, but as you look back and, you know, we'll get to 2020 at some point, but, you know, now when you look back, what what do you take out of that year that you believe, A, made you a better player and has motivated you to get even better moving forward? I think uh, just from a learning standpoint, I learned that, you know, there's a lot more to the game than, you know, I – definitely uh, saw in high school, um, whether it's, you know, coverages, defenses, or just how to prepare for a game, you know, like all these things I kind of had to learn on the fly, which, you know, I'm a big fan of just because my freshman year in high school, I did, did the same thing. So it wasn't anything new, but it was, it was definitely just a learning curve. And um, I, I had to learn on the go. And, you know, for me, um, I thought, from, like I said, the, the coverage standpoint, defenses, physical standpoint, you know, I know I have to be, you know, get stronger, faster, um, you know, more flexible. So I knew from that standpoint I had to get better. And like I said, all just learning learning curves, I guess, from the 2019 season I, I really had to learn from. But um, I thought um, overall um, I, I know what I have to do now for this upcoming season. Uh, I feel like I'm prepared. You know, obviously getting through one whole season, you know, the next season, you know what to expect. So I'm a lot more comfortable um, and obviously excited for it. Quarterbacks have to win a huddle. You clearly did that. But the next level is to kind of be viewed as a leader, which for sophomore is somewhat challenging. But do you mm-hmm. understand and accept and kind of thrive in that work? Now people look at you and we've got some guys that have played, you know, four years on the team coming back. But how do you view that role as someone that needs to be that leader? You know, it's it's just the, the way football is. You know, the quarterback touches the ball every play. You know, it just so happens they're the leader. And, you know, they have to be. You know, the, you're the person that's looked at often, um, whether it's good or bad. So, um, you know, for for my sake, I, I take it as a challenge, you know, to lead. Um, something I have to get better at, obviously, um, for my freshman year. But, you know, I'm comfortable with the guys. And I think we all have a common goal. We know we want to get back to, you know, the undefeated um, season. And um, I think when everyone has that common goal or when we know, you know, things are certain, whether it's positions and, you know, um, just more things are solidified. I think um, uh, it's easier to lead and it's easier to now say, like, uh, you know, come on, guys, we got this. You know, it's it's just easier in, in a whole sense where I can really have a voice and, and lead. So. Tell me about your older brother and, and, and him being in Orlando, how that has helped you in the relationship that you guys have. My older brother, I mean, he's he's probably the best older brother <laughs> I can even imagine. I mean, he's just there for me, not only from the mental side, you know. Uh, he cooks for me when when I need some food. He's He's got that for me. And then um, he picks me up every day, drives me, and – just the little talks we have in the morning, 
to reset my mind and you know really he just he guides me and I, I can't thank him enough because when he moved there it was almost like a, a breath of relief for me to just have that sense of home not that I didn't feel at home but just having that you know my brother there was huge for me um that sense of support so that was I mean I can't ask for enough what he does what's um uh, what's the best dish that he makes shoot man he, he'll make a chicken with asparagus bell peppers um he has some rice on the side i mean he just he chefs it up for me I, I come home after a long day of football and you know the food's ready and we'll sit down and have you know that that too just having dinner at the table talking to him that that you know that sense of home feels really good is it um is it better than zippies <sighs> It's healthier. It's healthier. <laughs> Zippy's just has its own, you know, like, I don't know. That's a, that's a local, but he, shoot, he, he gets me right when in terms of, you know, healthy cooking, but it tastes good as well. So for those that don't know Zippy's, as you mentioned, it's kind of homegrown there in Hawaii. So what is the Dylan Gabriel go-to dish at Zippy's? And when's the last time you had? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had it a couple days ago. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, the Korean chicken with uh, rice and the mac salad, man. That it's just, I, I this is my favorite. It's my go-to. So, all right. So, so a little birdie tells me that you are very picky about the proper pronunciation of something that pertains to food. So, let me know if I get this right. It's mm -hmm. it's acai, right? Not a kai. No, it's a sigh. A lot of people say acai, and I, yeah. and I I don't know if it's right, but in Hawaii, it's always a sigh, and I'm always like, come on, you know it's a sigh. And then, I don't know, me and Kenzie will kind of laugh and kind of just joke around about it, but I don't know. I, I, I really don't know the real pronunciation. So, But I think you're right, but I think I'm closer. We know that it's not a kai. That's yeah, wrong. it's not a kai. And I hear acai a lot in florida but then when i'm home it's a sigh and we we even it's call it a kai though yeah and and we we even called a mill like a jamba juice in hawaii <laughs> and i said uh what kind of bowls do you guys have and then she said it and then i'm like all right thank you like i just had to not <laughs> so that that's what we say but, true or false your favorite snack are carrots that is true i do like carrots with ranch that that's a big snack for me. That's a big go-to. What's yeah. your favorite? What's your favorite candy that you're probably not supposed to eat as much, but you just cannot enough of? So my my candy is Reese's Pieces. I love that. I'm a big peanut butter guy. But um, Coach Joey's wife makes this cookie brownie Oreo like like cupcake almost, and she bakes it. That's like my ultimate dessert. Like we'll get that on Fridays before games. Oh my, like I have to have one and I have to be very selective in how many I eat just because I know I could eat maybe 10. Yeah. It's a problem, you know? That's, yeah. It, it, it tastes is. so good. Um, give me your favorite uh, music or something that either you're listening to lately. And then if you just want to chill and relax, is there a type of music or artist that you enjoy? 
I'm gonna be honest. It's it's really day by day because some days I'm I'm listening to you know NBA Young Boy and and little baby with you know in Florida and then one day I'll be like man I gotta I gotta listen to the green and and get some Hawaii vibes back so it's it's a whole mixture um the most famous name in your contacts in your phone is who um shoot do you know John or Sewell Place for, I, who Seattle, is it? place for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay he, yeah. Uh, We're really close. You know, we've been actually throwing together um, during this time because he lives in, or he's, yeah, he's living in Milani right now. So he's probably, shoot, him and Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true or false, I hear that Dylan Gabriel likes to do impersonations of people. I'd say sometimes true, sometimes false. I, it's it's more like when I'm just joking around, but I really can't be put on the spot and do an impersonation because then it's not authentic, you know? Correct. But is there anybody that you're really good at, whether it's a teammate or somebody famous? I don't know. See, I wonder who said that because then – I could really see who I... I can't reveal my sources, you know? I mean, I got to say tight lip because, well, okay, this might give it away, but I'm not going to give names away. I hear that one of the many talents beyond your great talents in the football field Uh is you're excellent at bird calling. Oh, I do. I can do that. I can do that. Really? Is there a certain skill to that? Are there different types of bird calls that you're good at? Uh, Honestly, I learned it from my neighbor when we'd uh, go in the the forest behind our house and we just do it kind of for fun but i don't know i just learned i could do it right now if you want me to yes of course that's awesome yeah i kind of i don't know i just i learned it and then i kind of just went with it but (laughs) if somebody goes to milani give me one or two places that they must go. One can be because the view, and two because it's a place that you say if you come here, you have to go here. In Milani, there's a lookout behind the house. I kind of I posted it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, I go there to just relax and kind of just, I don't know. Whenever I have to make a decision, I always go there or have to think about something. I always go there, and then we have this creek that um, me and my neighbor found uh, down that that lookout, and it's it's kind of I guess you could say a river. We call it a creek, and um, we catch fish down there, or we just go exploring down there just for for fun. To be quite honest, when uh, when you th- and, and, and I know you've thought about this, but and, and people have talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the 10,000 mile journey for both, you know, McKinsey and you, I mean, of all the mm-hmm. colleges that you pass in the way, mm-hmm. where you live to get to UCF, it's amazing when you think about it. So what does UCF mean to you? I mean, you got years left here, but, but what does it mean to you when you think of UCF, the campus, your teammates, the whole mm-hmm. environment? Man, I'm so proud. Like through one year, I, I learned so much about myself and, so much so i was honestly so happy i i went there it was i know you know with god god's plan i knew it was all supposed to happen 
and all supposed to play out and how it played out. And shoot, I'm proud of UCF. I'm every when everyone asked me about it, you know, super excited to talk about it because I love UCF. Um, it's it's really my my second home, and I don't know. I'm, I I love it there. I've never had a you know bad experience. I, everyone's been nice. People are loving. Um, I love how proud the fans are. Um, and how strong, you know, we're starting to build up. It's just, it's, it's crazy to see how, you know, before McKenzie even went there, no one knew about it, right? And then, at least from our side of it, and then um, when Kenzie went there, it started to blow up. And then, you know, when I was able to fall in love, just how he did, shoot, it's, everyone knows about it. We love it. So it's definitely a lot more known out on the West Coast or in the Pacific now. <laughs> Here, I'll put it this way. This is how old I am. So, so in 95, UCF plays a regular season game at Hawaii with mm-hmm. Dante Culpepper as a quarterback. And yeah. I remember people not knowing what Central Florida was and had no idea who Dante Culpepper was. So we've all grown up a little bit from to where we are um, now. Hey, let me give you a, a final question, then let you go here. Um, yeah. The NFL draft is coming up at the time that we're recording this. It's a week away. Let me ask mm-hmm. you about Gabriel Davis. Um, whoever drafts him, what kind of player and wide receiver are they going to get? I think they'll get a, a ruthless, uh, a fighter. Personally, I just I call him a fighter, man. He's he just keeps going. I've never seen a guy continue to chew away. And this is not this is just true, authentic words. I mean, he's in the indoor every day after I mean just a guy who continues to work I he's a workhorse you know and um honestly seeing him work made me want to work even harder you know playing for playing with a guy like that so you know that that definitely feeds off to others seeing how how much he works hard but I mean I don't think anyone will ever regret drafting Gabe Davis because he he'll give 110 percent and you know, he's, he's my guy. I love the guy. He's hardworking. I know, you know, this is, he, he doesn't only deserve it. He's worked for it. So. Um, I think Navelle and, and, and uh, Brendan Hayes may get a chance also to get drafted. Somebody's going to mm-hmm. also grab Adrian Killens. What are they going to get when they take AK? AK's a speedster, you know, and he's a, he's a great energy around, around the team. Um, I can only remember so many times he's, he's mentored me and talked to me after, you know, I thought I had a bad day or, you know, it was just – he always calls it getting in your feelings. He tells me, don't be getting in your feelings. But, you know, he's he's a great guy. He's obviously fast as – I think the fastest guy in college football. Um, but, you know, they might they might knock him down for his size, but he did it at the D1 level, so you can't – you know, you can't deny that. And I think wherever he goes as well, he's going to be doing great. So – let me end with this. Um, everybody wants to, you know, get back to normal sometime soon. Everybody can't wait for a college football season, whenever that is. So, um, you know, as we wrap it up, what's your message to Night Nation about, you know, a season that whenever we get to it, uh, uh, just a message you want to share to fans as they look forward to seeing you and the whole team back on the field? Man, Night Nation, just just stay patient. You know, I've been – very impatient, but at the same time, you know, working my butt off because I know a couple months down the road we'll be back to normal. And and I just say stay patient and stay excited because I'm super excited for this season. So, 
Dylan, thanks, man. I uh, appreciate you doing this. I'm sending everybody you. back in Hawaii, and um, you know, we we'll look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, can't wait to get uh, the bounce house going again. So be safe. For sure. Same here. You too. Thank you, man. Thank you. Dylan Gabriel joining us on uh, the Around the Kingdom podcast this week. Uh, thanks to Dan Porcello for his production work behind the scenes. And uh, uh, we're, we're uh, glad you were able to join us in the program this week. And join us next time. We'll take you around the kingdom. Thanks to Dylan Gabriel for joining us in this week's podcast. I'm Mark Daniels. Go Knights. Charge out.